How to cook a lima set. Step one, don't. Simply coming into possession of a lima set is almost certainly fatal. There are plenty of other dishes one can enjoy without the risk of death. Have a casserole, some teriyaki chicken, perhaps. Maybe just some cold celery. Nothing will be as tasty, perhaps, but again, it is not in your interest or the interest of broader humanity for a tax-paying citizen to vanish from the face of existence, all because they wanted an exotic lunch. Step 2. Rethink your priorities. You've burned past the first gate. You aren't like other people, of course. You are better, stronger, smarter, more real. Their lives might be nothing more than blips in the cosmos. Will yours be? No. You've made sure of that. You have done plenty of ridiculous things before, and you will do so again. And again. And again. Every odd you will challenge until there are no odds left. And then you will challenge them all again. Someone, somewhere, will remember your name. They'll remember your name as the name of an idiot. Once again, there are a thousand million billion other things you could be having from lunch other than a lima set. An omelette, grilled zucchini, a bowl of berries, even sautéed franwilper. All would be better choices. And all those odds you are challenging? Do you really think someone else will care? How did you earn this risky lifestyle in the first place? Have you ever done a real job? Try one out sometime. There's significantly less risky than trying to eat a lima set, and the burden thereof will drag you off your high horse. You are, unfortunately, a mortal. Any invincibility you feel is temporary. Step 3. Pray to your god. Or gods. Or saints. Or, if an atheist or agnostic, stare deep into the void between stars on a cloudless night. Ask the things that wriggle in between the texture of our universe for wisdom, insight, anything and everything that might drag you off the path you are carving for yourself. History does not need great people. History needs good people. Perhaps your time should not be spent finding more and more ludicrous ways to die and should instead be used as a way to find happiness and joy in the company of others. Perhaps when you have carved a name for yourself out of the recklessness of your deeds, there will be plenty of faces at your funeral. But will they shed tears for you? Or will they simply be there for the free alcohol? Step 4. Read up on your legal code. It is unlikely you hear my words beyond the jurisdiction of the HGC, and even if you do somehow hail from somewhere else, you'll still have to follow the same rules if you were ever to seek out a Limoset. Trespassing on the homeworld of the Limoset, either by foot or with autonomous machines, is a Class 4 felony in common human law. That's enough if found guilty and convicted to net you 12 to 30 years in prison. Is that where you will carve a name out for yourself? behind bars, seeing the best years of your life slip away all for a one single crime, one meal that you simply had to have. Are you to become a kingpin, a drag on society and progress, all because of this one mistake? Step 5. Rethink bribing your senator. 
If you were thinking about eating a lima set and were truly, deftly serious about it, this is what you would do. And not just your senator, but enough senators to set off a ripple effect in Parliament that would reinstate public use of Hesperia III. Uh, perhaps you have the resources and predilection to do so. After all, you are a maniac. You got past the other steps. Maniacs and psychopaths have always thrived in society, where your silk-tongued ilk prospers off the social good of your fellows. So, you, you probably have the money to do so. But know this. You are damned. Not only is corruption sinful on the face of it, it inspires a progressive rot in the entire institution of government. The more bribes there are, the less oversight, the more brittle the HGC is. What would happen if the end of days were to return, eh? What if the Senate is so paralyzed, engorged on money, that they cannot take action against such a threat? Will you be party to the death of billions, all because you wanted a specific snack? Of course you would be. After all, you ignore every single word that I say. Step 6. Forget about entering Hesperia 3. Did you think, for some reason, that the quarantine instated on the planet and the surrounding solar system was a fluke? Half of all ships that have entered the region have had their crews go mad, much in the same way entire fleets used to do back in the Great War. You might have the passion and fury raging in your heart to protect you against her lingering influence, but will your crew? That is always doubtful. No matter how much money you have, you can never buy someone's soul. And, it must be stated, the people whose souls are strong enough to resist whatever the heck is wrong with Hesperia's system, they probably won't take kindly to your enterprise. See the previous steps. Uh, most people understand those steps intuitively, and the folks that survived the depths of the war, those steps are trip chisels into their very minds. They will not follow your pursuit, your madness. So what if it's purportedly the tastiest thing to have ever existed? As always, there are other good meals. A good person enjoys a good meal, and then they do not insult the chef by flaunting and destabilizing the very system the chef needs to put their kids through school. Step 7. Attempt to kill a lima set and fail. What? What did you think was going to happen? Oh, you brought an absolute arsenal of weapons, enough to level several hundred cities. Good for you. At least you took this a little bit seriously. But not enough. The Lamaset cannot be killed with conventional small arms. In fact, it's doubtful that an orbital cruise missile would be able to kill one in a convincing fashion. Whatever part of the Lamaset that survives the impact will be quite angry, and so, in all likelihood, will its friends. Yes, Lamosets are pack animals too. Given how the beast seems to be able to recomposite itself from almost every portion of its body, save its rear legs, it's safe to say that your munitions must be both powerful and accurate in a fashion that no weapons currently devised are. Either that or you must be both obscenely lucky and as flush with missiles as you are with hubris. You'll probably go with the latter, I'm afraid. Step 8. Harvest the Shed Limoset material, and realize that you should have, before even Step 1, researched Sir Babur Hussein, the grand adventurer and gentleman that you feel you style yourself after. 
Undoubtedly, you read about his adventures in the Hesperia system. He published them himself, after all, and all you little robber barons love looking up to that slimy, smooth dog. Of course, the guy never set foot in the entire region of space. Like every quarantine zoned, sensor stations set in the far asteroid cloud would have caught his vessel entering and leaving the system, let alone detected his proud Osprey crash landing on the planet. And for crying out loud, even in his confabulated tale, it took his entire dang spaceship falling on the beast for it to die, and providing him with the meat that is oh so delicious, allegedly. Real readings of the public sensor logs indicate three entries in the past five years, none of which include the Osprey's identification number, or, well, any ships that have been owned or maintained by Babor or his shell company. But that's not it. Two of the three entries, the Gibraltar and the Cold Thunder, retrofitted destroyers from the Great War, suffered from the madness that the system is known for and turned rogue, raiding satellites in the area. The third, however, the Lamprey. Now, that's a different story. The Lamprey presumably suffered from complications before or during warp, and with its trajectory unstable and unalterable, sunk itself into the gravity well of Hesperia III. Was this ship being piloted by Babor? Had he stolen it from his alleged rivals, the vast hordes of soul-broken pirates we rarely hear of? No. Quite clearly, no. The Lamprey was chartered by one Robert Quizmire, ex-doctor and drug addict who hired the ship from the port of Treloop for a lark. And yes, that is the exact reason he gave port authorities when signing for the downpaint. For a lark. Yes, that's public information too. Most of the time, the reason's real boring. And I guess for a lark kinda is too, but if not for the greater context of the story that it exists in. This same Robert Quizmire is now, coincidentally, on the payroll of Babora Estates Limited, although in what capacity is made as opaque as possible by the information the company gives the public. Is it such a leap to suggest that he was hired on and strapped with a non-disclosure agreement specifically so Babora could have rights to his story? I think we all know the answer. After all, since the publishing of the last issue of the company's missive, the recipe sales have soared more than 50 times. That's more than enough to pay for one lucky drunkard's living expenses. So, step nine. Grab a pan. Limoset is said to be the most succulent meat in existence. I have not had the pleasure of having tasted it, but if that's the case, then I would spare most of my cooking companions for just this once. No butter, no salt, no spices. Just you, the flesh, and the flame. And you do want the flame. Who knows what little parasites are wriggling around in that beast. You certainly don't want to be their home, but since we've gone through so much trouble to get to this point, a medium rare. That's the compromise. That's how you cook a limacet.